Welcome to another episode of the Nourishing Africa podcast. Today, I have here Mbali Hungwoko, CEO of Green Terrace, South Africa. Mbali will be discussing with us today, women winning in agribusiness. Over to our guest speaker. Mbali, please introduce yourself and your company to our listeners out there. Thank you very much. Um, thank you for this podcast. And I am greeting all your listeners across the continent. As you've alluded, my name is Mbali Nwoko and I am the CEO of Green Terrace. Green Terrace is a primary agricultural producing farm uh, based in Johannesburg, South Africa. We primarily used to farm the following four crops, which was Swiss chard, green beans, baby marrows, and sweet peppers. However, um, in our strategy in 2020 and going forward is to um, primarily just niche in sweet peppers. And um, I think maybe to some that are listening might know sweet peppers as bell peppers as well. Um, capsicum um, plants. So yeah, this is our strategy going forward for 2020. And the reason for this is because um, it is a high value crop. We've seen great success um, in producing this crop as well as received high demand from our clients with regards to this niche crop. So yeah, Green Terrace will, um, we're hoping that Green Terrace will be known as a primary producer of sweet peppers um, across the country and maybe hopefully one day outside these South African borders. Thank you, Mbali. So diving straight to the heart of the topic, I would like you to share some experiences that you have had as a woman agribusiness owner in Africa. You know, the agribusiness sector is mostly alluded to the male gender when we talk about the farm ownership and many other value chain activities. But here you are a woman farmer in the right sense of it and you're making decisions and leading operations at Green Terrace. So I'd like you to share your experiences in that regard, some critical challenges that you've encountered and while also highlighting the situation where we have found women in the sector at this critical time. All right, so my experiences have been quite diverse and some have been good and some have been bad. I think I'd start with the ones that aren't so good or aren't so pleasant is that Being a first-generation farmer, I've had to learn a lot about the industry in a very short space of time. I started Green Terrace in 2016, and um, so I've just only been a farmer for four years. However, I still feel like I'm crawling, you know, and the experiences is that because I am a first generation farmer with no prior agricultural background or history or education, I can definitely say the hardships in my early years as a woman was simply from a point of, you know, being underestimated, you know, when you come and present yourself to companies or organizations to say, you know, I'm a woman farmer, I own a business, I make all the decisions within my organization, you know, and we've got X quantity of produce that we want, really want to deliver through to your business or partner with you on your business by supplying with fresh produce. You know, I've always had that the response of, oh, really, can you do this? You know, let's see, can you deliver? And this is the type of feedback that I'll always get when I speak to multiple stakeholders in the business. And this happened definitely in the early years of me starting Green Terrace. So I was definitely undermined a lot. And because that I, I, am, I am young as well, um, so I, I fall under category of youth. And so, you know, I think looking back now is I understand why, because maybe, you know, people aren't really exposed 
haven't been exposed enough to dealing with young female farmers or farmers that are of my demographic who um, who are owning and operating their businesses um, on their own and making decisions on behalf of their businesses on their own. So having networked with other women farmers in the industry, I begin, began to soon realize that actually I am not alone in this journey. There are many of us that are making major strides within the industry or the sector and are really making critical decisions that will definitely benefit the agricultural chain or agricultural sector in whichever position that you may sit in. So again, I think it's important to bring the awareness that as much, it is, as much as it is a male-dominated industry, there are other women farmers on the ground, like myself, who are running amazing businesses, um, agricultural businesses, and most, most importantly, in the primary sector level of agriculture and, um, you know, contributing a lot to their communities, to their homes, to the industry as a whole, and obviously uh, ensuring food security. So that's just one insight uh, that I could um, definitely add with regards to the agriculture industry and my experience that I've encountered in the early years. The other experiences has been dealing with staff. Um, you know, it's very difficult being a young female farmer or a young entrepreneur having to manage and lead people that are maybe 10 or five years your senior. You know, so that has been another challenge for me. And earlier on, I think in 2016 and 2017, I struggled a lot with managing staff, um, with them obviously having to take orders from me or directive from me. And um, those clashes, you know, have been quite difficult. And the fact that a lot of my workers came from rural communities. So some of them are really also set in their mindset to say, you know, you're a child or I'm your elder. Even though you're employing me, they still have these perceptions to say, I cannot take orders from you or I won't take orders from a, a female if, you know, I was giving um, orders to uh, a male employee. So these are some of the challenges I encountered earlier on in my farming career. And that was a big learning curve for me as well. Uh, other challenge has been a lot of the times going into the industry, I was very naive. So in the beginning stages, you know, um, running a business, I brought on so many clients who I thought were good clients and were good for business. In actual fact, you know, they pretty much hijacked my business um, in many aspects that some that I cannot disclose in, in this interview. However, on some of them were typical challenges that maybe any small business owner um, has uh, endured. For example, receiving late payments, you know, you, I've had clients where we've discussed about seven days payment terms and that I would find myself going to, you know, the CEO's office or the, or the CFO's office in a period of 60 days uh, to really beg the client to pay our invoices, you know. So that is definitely, um, situations like that have definitely halted the business continuity and the, our ability to produce our crops according to our production plan. It's not really comforting to always um, do business on the terms where people would have already ex uh, maybe lowered the bar for you and have expected you to fail. And so, yeah, those are, I think, part of the negative um, experiences or the, the not so great experiences that I've experienced throughout my farming journey. The positive 
positive ones is that, again, with the industry being male-dominated, there's a lot of perceptions to say that men won't help you. Um, they won't mentor you. It's very difficult to get support into the industry. In the South African context, however, my experience has been different, you know, further producing, you know, my crops and obviously attending a number of events, agricultural events and networking functions. Um, I've been able to network with very experienced farmers. And, and these are farmers who've been farming for more than 20 years, you know, and they've really helped me in, in, in my journey in the later years of 2017 up till date. They've really helped me in terms of navigating my way across the industry, um, dealing with a lot of clients that I've had problems with in the past, you know, um, how to find effective measures to really um, make my farm a success. So they've, all these individuals have really helped me in, in my growth and in my success and have supported me with any challenges that I faced. Another thing is that I've been fortunate enough as well to get to know other female farmers in the industry. Typically, people would think that agricultural space does not have a lot of females. And my reality on the ground has been slightly different. There's other female farmers that I've met into the sector who produce crops um, or vegetables or grains or you know, focus in the livestock, livestock sector. And it's been very nice to have that woman support structure on the ground where we could help each other and any challenges not that we face, not only as farmers, but as women and how to navigate ourselves and conduct ourselves in, 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 the, in the industry um, as women and really disrupt certain channels that exist across the agricultural value chain. So these are just snippets of just some of the experiences that I've, that I've had as a woman in the agribusiness sector, um, positive and negative, and I hope uh, I've answered your question um, to a great extent. Yes, you have. Thank you so much, Vali. Uh, I would like you to delve a bit deeper about the challenges. So how have you been able to, you know, manage these challenges such that you are at this level of success where you are right now? I mean, you're four years into the business and um, you've certainly recorded some successes. So have you been able to manage these challenges? And when we go to the flip side where you have the positive experiences, how have you been able to, you know, put everything together such that it works for you? Mm. So I think it's very important to have a good support structure when you venture into business. And I know this uh, topic is specifically around agriculture, and I would really want to emphasize the importance of support, especially within the agricultural space, because it is a difficult industry to to really crack and uh, make a success of it. Depending on what commodity you farm, the barriers are quite high. The capital outlay or infrastructure is quite high in agriculture. So having a support structure and people and speaking to people that have walked the path will guide you in terms of the right um, people to contact for a specific thing that you may need, the right channels to market your produce. They would help you in the way you should brand and market your produce. So this is how I've been able to definitely overcome and surpass certain challenges that I've, 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 I've faced and experienced. Another one, especially bringing back to the production cycle, there's challenges of climate change that I've experienced. You know, typically uh, in the region that I would farm, 
you know, we would get high rainfall um, during November and December, but it wouldn't really extend all the way to April. So having had that um, exp uh, challenge throughout the seasons where we've had extremely high rainfall between the period of November to, you know, early March has sometimes halted our ability to, to, to produce and harvest on the ground. So, and also considering factors like extreme hail, you know, within those same, within the same months that I've mentioned between November to, um, I suppose, uh, March or February, you know, we've, I've also experienced excessive hail on my farm, which has damaged and destroyed certain crops. So coming back to the support structures that I've had, I've leaned on very experienced farmers to help me navigate and to help me rectify crops after hail damage or rectify crops after severe rain because you know once the rain goes you, we, we experience a lot of pest infestation on our crops so having the right agronomists as well as the the sales rep who could recommend the right um, pest and disease I suppose solutions or interventions, yes, to apply onto our field to manage and rectify the pests and diseases have it's just been overwhelming for me. That type of support has just been priceless. And so this is one way, and I think the most critical way for me that in terms of how I've overcome my challenges. So having a good support structure and network of people that are much more experienced than you, than you um, who are maybe farming similar commodity, a similar commodity that you are would definitely give you advice and experience on how to um, overcome those challenges. And then I think your second part of the question is, um, what are the critical learnings that I've also experienced uh, throughout my journey from these challenges? And I think I want to say is there's great value in experiencing failure or setbacks. And that value is for me as a farmer, it's made me more resilient or become more resilient. And I suppose this is how people would see me as a successful farmer. You know what I mean? What you may see successful, I just see myself from a personal growth perspective, I've definitely become resilient. So um, year after year, I've definitely encountered other challenges, but because of ex past experience, I've been able to tackle those challenges head on to such a point where they don't really affect me that much anymore because I've gone through this road before and now I'm more experienced to know how to handle this. Now I know how to handle much difficult clients. I know how to negotiate my crops um, as opposed to other farmers supplying to a specific client as well. I know the value that I bring as a farmer into the agricultural value chain, as well as to the clients that I'm supplying to. So I've definitely built on this resilient character and I can definitely say from that, it has really made me appreciate farming a lot more. Uh, also the support and um, interaction from other women as well has strengthened me as a farmer because you know there's certain things as women that we experience as well. We not only farmers on the fields but when we come back home you know we are wives, we are mothers, we are friends, we are daughters, we are sisters and we still have to really hold the whole um, family dynamic um, at the same time running a, a farm or trying to build a successful farm. So, you know, being able to leverage my contacts and connections from other female farmers and really build myself um, within the industry, that has been very valuable to me. Thank you so much, Mbali.
um, I would like you to close this podcast out with some powerful insights for other women entrepreneurs out there who are operating in the agribusiness landscape. So what winning strategies would you recommend to help other women-led agribusinesses or women-owned agribusinesses, you know, to disrupt the landscape, to increase their productivity, to manage their, their staff, you know, to negotiate with their clients, sort of to help them holistically improve their businesses while also disrupting the landscape? I think we shouldn't be ashamed that we are women. Um, there's great value and diversity that we bring into the agricultural landscape. We think differently to that of men. We view the world differently to that of men. And the fact that we have mothers, sisters, um, wives, um, daughters as well. Our experiences um, bring a lot into the sector in whichever, I suppose, position or level of role that you play across the agricultural value chain. For example, as women farmers, we may treat our workers differently. We may have a different relationship towards our workers, um, which could contribute to the success of our organization. Women play a critical role, especially in, in agribusinesses or agricultural companies that are involved across the value chain, whether it be retail, um, equipment, technology, you know, the solutions that we bring are slightly different because of our experiences as women in reality, you know. So what men would typically think um, in one way, we would definitely think in another way. And they, you know, when we sit at the table, um, we bring that element of diversity, we bring different solutions onto the table in terms of how do we tackle certain problems that face the agricultural value chain. Um, you know, it is said that if you support a woman-owned business, you support many more communities because women typically would want to nurture and give back and help others and maybe put themselves last. And so I think that's the important element that women play into the um, agricultural um, sector. So for any woman wanting to start a farm or agribusiness or maybe invest into the sector, I think we must come into the industry knowing that we are critical towards the success of the industry because of, you know, our, our demographics and our backgrounds and um, our life experiences. So... This is one thing that we should definitely, you know, bring on to the fore and be unapologetically woman. We need to disrupt that space because the men have been leading and succeeding into this industry for many, many years, which is a fantastic thing because they've obviously set the standard in, in the industry. But again, the value that women can bring in is that we can take it to much greater heights, um, not excluding the men, but working with them and obviously exposing them to certain realities and um, new way of doing things you know so that's i think one aspect in terms of the strategy that women can deploy within the industry and i would definitely mention research researching the landscape the industry you know farming not only in your specific country but across the continent across the globe and especially if you want to niche or um you know venture into a particular commodity research that commodity you know what happens to the prices of that commodity the demand of the commodity maybe let's say rather the supply and the demand of the commodity on an annual basis um understanding the key role players and the stakeholders who are involved in 
in that specific commodity or group or segment or across the value chain as well. So it's important to do an, a, a lot of research and, and that will help you in terms of how you position your business in the sector, you know, and which channels and which partners you should bring on board. The other strategy is don't start a business because you think that there's funding available. You know, you might read on um, online platforms, magazines, or, you know, um, have access to um, webinars or, you know, engage, go, go, go and attend conferences. And people would say, or organization would, you know, pledge their support for women-owned farmers and, you know, um, say or disclose how much money that they're um, investing or funding within the agriculture sector. Yes, those are nice to have and those are great opportunities to tap into. But I think it's very important to know the reason why you're going into farming. Um, it must be, you know, something that is very personal for you that that would obviously keep you in the industry for a very long period of time because the passion is really the currency in determining your success for for your farm so i would say people shouldn't go into farming because they should there's, there's funding available they should go into farming because this this is something that they enjoy that this this is something that they know that will make a difference in their communities and also in their personal lives it meets their objectives it brings value to them it's maybe something that they've always wanted to do and bring purpose and deep meaning into their lives and obviously invest in in that dream invest in that passion form yourself you understand what i'm saying so it, it mustn't be because oh i want to go into farming because i heard this that there's funding so i think in whatever you want to achieve for yourself and in pursuing your dreams, invest in those dreams for yourself. And then the, the people with the money um, or the financial institutions will then come and support you along the way. You have to show a track record in terms of um, what you've done for your business by yourself before other people can come um, and support you in that business. Because if you are, I think, supported directly by other people, especially financial institutions from grant funding, from maybe um, funding from other investors. You won't really appreciate it that much. And um, we've seen this, well, I've seen it um, definitely in, in, in my country from farmers who've just been received, who've just been, I think, were beneficiaries of um, particular funding and really today they haven't really made anything out of their farms. Um, my other one is, the winning strategy would be, I think, as much as you want to pursue farming, it is definitely a business. So I think, think about how you will strategically grow and make an impact and disrupt the industry to say, you know, I know that word is very popular, but think of your farm as a business first and foremost. So whatever decisions you make must really support um, the business and grow the business and make it a sustainable one to exist far beyond um, the typical lifespan or time frame of uh, uh, an entrepreneur starting a business, you know. So when you definitely look at your farm in from a business element, you'll make, be able to make critical decisions and maybe invest money in um, equipment and infrastructure that will bring in more revenue into the business and really not um, focus on wasteful expenditure. My other winning strategies is definitely get out more. 
put yourselves in um, platforms where you know that you will learn a great deal um, from content, the advice and experience shared onto those platforms. And what I mean by that is attending agricultural conferences, seminars, events, trainings, definitely invest in your knowledge across the agricultural value chain, because if you know more, you're able to, you are obviously definitely exposed to a lot more things. You're able to make a decision on whether this is good or this will maybe um, advance or enhance your business. And you'll be able to have a, um, an overview understanding of the industry as a whole. And the most other important thing um, in attending these events, networks and seminars, training sessions, is that you also meet and get to engage and connect with other farmers. And um, like I um, mentioned previously that, you know, part of my success is having a, a good support structure from other farmers, male or female, young or old, and other professionals across the value chain. So that's the benefit of, you know, attending such events. And I know we're having this interview during COVID-19, where a lot of the things now are going to be, you know, re reduced to online. But I think, yeah, definitely, you know, don't be lazy and don't get tired to learning about the industry. And um, there's great value in learning. There's great value in setbacks. And don't keep quiet and isolate yourself because, because business can be a very lonely journey. And the more you interact and engage with other individuals, the less likely that you'll feel that you really don't have support. Yeah, I think those are some of the strategies that I could share for women in the industry. All right. Thank you so much, Mbali. Thank you for the interview. And I hope your listeners will find this podcast um, very valuable and informative. There you have it from Mbali Mboko, the CEO of um, Green Terrace in South Africa. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for listening to us. Do join us next time. Bye-bye.